0: I need to share with you guys what the Lord's been showing me lately. Uh, One of the things is I still need glasses. What I want to share with you guys tonight is rather short, but it can make a huge difference in your life if you give it a try. So if you would take your Bibles and turn to Romans 8.29. Romans 8.29. And it says, For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers. I want to concentrate on the phrase here uh, to be conformed to the image of his son. How does that happen? Um, That's what we're going to talk about tonight, how that happens. Um, So I'd like to ask you a question. Does the Lord just instantly change us to be conformed to the image of Jesus? Or is there a learning process that the Lord takes us through? And can we partner with him as he develops us? Uh, James 1, chapter 1, verse 2 says, Consider a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. But endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. So how can we consider it joy? By maybe knowing what he's doing? Uh, Let's pray here, and please pay close attention to the words of this prayer. Father, I thank you that you're with us. It's an absolute given that you would never leave us. You will never forsake us. You're always going before us. You're always walking with us. You are constantly with us always. And so we rejoice in your presence. We rejoice that you're here. Even if we can't feel your presence, you said you'd be here, that's good enough. You are here. And we expect to experience you in your nature, in these situations, in these circumstances. Amen. I want to share some thoughts with you all on the way I think God develops us. Remember that that we always need to route our learning and questions in the nature of God. Uh, and remember, George uh, and, and Phil, in our men's Bible study, uh, when we studied Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 1, to properly understand that it wasn't God's nature to tell uh, David to sin, we, we had to route that question through God's nature and say, hey, that's not God. Uh, I want us for a minute to consider some scripture verses. Malachi 3.6, if you turn there, Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. Malachi 3.6, it says, Because I, Yahweh, have not changed, your descendants of Jacob have not been destroyed. Key phrase here, Yahweh has not changed. So keep that in mind. Now we'll go over to Numbers twenty three nineteen. Numbers twenty three Verse nineteen says God is not a man who lies or a son of man who changes his mind. Does he speak and not act or promise and not fulfill? Uh, James 1, verse 17. James 1, verse 17. It says, Every generous act and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. With him there is no variation or shadow cast by turning. One more verse, back one chapter, Hebrews 13, verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So these verses are about God being unchanging, and he doesn't lie. Therefore, he doesn't need to repent and, he's always, and he always does exactly what he says. He is constant. He's always the same. That means he's our rock. He's our cornerstone. He loves us. And listen to this. He even likes us. <laughs> Therefore, he loves our situations, too, because... He knows what all of our life circumstances are about, what we are learning about him, about ourselves, and how we can bring those two things closer together. So key point here, all learning in the kingdom is very different than it is in the world. It is almost like the world is playing baseball and the kingdom is playing football. Different rules apply because it's a different methodology. It's a different game. Kingdom learning is always about transformation and renewing our minds. It's always about being made in Christ's image, becoming Christ-like. Therefore, all learning is relational, both in the situation you're in and what God is actually trying to show you. Uh, And if we can perceive what God wants to do for us, it will drive everything in our life. In kingdom development, God always shows us the outcome first. This is what he wants you to become. Um, This is what he's doing in you. He shows you the outcome first, and then he shows you the process by how you get there in partnership with the Holy Spirit. So the outcome is really about the miracle of personal change uh, that God God wants to bring into your situation because you got these circumstances. The process is about how he creates a partnership in the way of change uh, that we can uh, cooperate with him no matter what's going on in our lives. And part of the process is we get to ask questions. Have you ever asked God a question? Well, we can. Two questions that can start this process are both found on the day of Pentecost. Uh, First question, in Acts 2.12, it says, What does this mean? And that is a relational question. Lord, what does this situation mean for you and me? And my question on top of that is, what do you want to teach me now? Because I got into this situation. In this situation, knowing what God wants to teach us aligns us with his primary purpose. And what's his primary purpose? It's to make us like Jesus The second question in Acts 2 verse 37, it says, what must I do? In light of the first question, what is it that I need to do? Uh, How do I need to partner with God to enable this to happen? Again, it's an exploring question about how I'm learning to walk with God and how I'm learning to grow up in Christ using this situation I'm in. Let me say this again, that every situation is not just about the resolution of the issue. It's primary about who are we becoming, because that is the issue. Uh, take your Bibles once again and turn to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Second Peter 1, 2, and 3. It says this. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Notice that grace and peace are multiplied in your learning. When we're learning uh, something, there is always degrees of uncertainty. You got this situation that that wants to dominate you, and the Holy Spirit says, focus on the primary purpose first. So there will be tons of grace and peace available to you in every learning situation. That we saw here in Second Peter. Therefore, what you need to be doing is asking the Lord when you get into that situation or that circumstance, Father, could you multiply grace and peace to me so that I learn in real time, so that I learn the way you want me to learn? When you multiply grace and peace to me, I have confidence in you to make me become the person you want me to be, and to see a successful resolution to this issue. Some issues may take a day. Some may, may take two days or three days. Some may take a week. Some two weeks. Some a month. But you, but you can be in that process with the Lord. And so we should always be asking for God to multiply that grace and peace to us. Grace means that we can't fail the test. Isn't that good news? The learning is always repeated, and every learning comes with a test. Grace says you can't fail this test, but you might have to retake it. You might have to take it again. And you might have to take it again. But the grace and the peace of God means that he will be so kind and so patient with us as we are learning. Uh, Ephesians 2.10 says that we are his workmanship. We have to understand here that God is a craftsman. He takes his time because he wants something beautiful to emerge. So if we are his workmanship, he loves working on us, and therefore we need to love the learning too. What we must understand is that God loves process. What that does for us is to enable us to learn how to walk at the same pace that he wants to walk. Now, if he wants to do something quick, he'll let us know. In kingdom learning, the outcome is always defined first. God always says, hey, this is the end result. Do you want to see it? This is who I'm making you into. This is uh, what we are doing. And once he has shown you the outcome then we have to understand that behind the outcome, there is a process that is designed to establish this lifestyle. And maybe we don't need to ever learn this lesson again. Kingdom learning is very different than the world. In the world, we work towards something. In the kingdom, we work from a place that is already given to us. Uh, and remember in... in uh, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, we read, His divine power has already granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. So it's all there. It's all available. What we're learning is how to unlearn from the way that the world works. Because now we have to learn how the kingdom works. In times of difficulty... Don't we see situations and circumstances as inconvenient? We want, to, we want the problem resolved now. We want something fixed. And if we don't get it resolved or fixed, we get anxious. I get anxious. We get stressed. I get stressed. We get angry. I get angry. We get impatient. I get impatient. We we never see it as an opportunity for us to change. And that's why this question, Lord, what do you want to teach me now, is so vital for us. What do you want to teach me now? Puts us in a place that says, you are coordinating my learning, and I'm learning the way you want me to learn. And there is a peace, and there's a rest and there's a grace there. Kingdom learning teaches us how to rule and reign. Why? Because it's making us like Jesus. Effective learning starts with a gift. I'm not fighting stress. I'm accepting peace as I partner with a prince of peace. A transformation begins to take place in me. We can be more restful, more peaceful as we received peace from him. That same peace begins to guard our hearts and minds. You know, that's Philippians 4, 7. So, we need to spend time thanking the Prince of Peace. Pray something like this. Lord, every day I practice my peace and my rest. Every day I say, thank you. You are my Prince of Peace. I receive you. I walk in you. I thank you that peace is mine. I thank you that peace is available to me. I thank you that it will be foreign for me today not to be peaceful, regardless of what's going to come into my life today. I will deal with it from a place of peace. You are my Prince of Peace. You are living in me. And so there will be a peace in my life today, regardless of circumstances. So our experience of peace can begin to grow. Let's begin to practice what we're talking about tonight by number one. Remember, learning is always relational. You are becoming like Jesus. What part of God's nature are you uh, learning right now? Let's take a quick look at the fruit of the spirit in Galatians. Uh, if you can take your Bibles again and turn to Galatians 5:22 and 23. Galatians 5:22 and 23 says, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Again, such things there is no law. This is God's nature we want to learn right there. If God is teaching you patience, then that's what we're learning. Is he teaching you joy or gentleness? Here's a question to ask. Lord, what aspect of your nature do you want to develop in me because of this situation? Number two, start with the outcome. Something like this. Lord, what's the gift here? What are you giving to me? Start with the outcome, then you can move towards the process. How can I think like a peaceful person? How can I see like a peaceful person? Sometimes we look at the situation and it just makes us annoyed. How many times have you said, That really makes me really angry? <laughs> so, what we're doing is tying uh, what we're seeing to a negative. And if we do that, then our mindset's going to be negative. But if we see something through the nature of God that we just read, the fruit of the Spirit, our mindset can go to a whole different place. Uh, Number three, uh, the thing to practice here is grace. Grace is a constant. Don't work towards something. Work from the gift that God wants you to have, and grace will empower you to do that and peacefully walk beside you. Grace and peace are going to be multiplied to you in your current circumstances. If right now you're in a situation situation that we can't or haven't learned properly and we've reacted and not responded and we're fed up, we're frustrated, we're angry, we want to quit, we can start right now. Just press the reset button. We can start this whole learning right now, and we can just say, Lord, I didn't learn that properly, so here I am. I want to learn it because I know this test is going to come back around again, right? So I want to learn it properly, so I'm pressing the reset button with your permission. Teach me how to do that in my relationship with you. Number four make it personal. Ask the Lord what He wants to teach you. Focus on His desire for you. Again, make it personal. Focus on His desire for you. What does He want to teach you? Who can I become here? And finally, rejoice. Give thanks. If the process has taken a few weeks, we need to keep cycling through our rejoicing and our thanksgiving, constantly coming into alignment with the Lord. So we're going to get tired. We're going to get a little weary. But remember, rejoicing elevates us because it excites us, because it motivates us. It puts us back to that place of, I'm here, Lord, and I want to learn this thing. This whole process is the way that God will constantly be developing us. So remember, in the kingdom, it's always relational. It's always personal. And God is always faithful. So I'd like to, to close tonight like we started. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are with us. It's an absolute given to That you will never leave us you will never forsake us you're always going before us you're always walking with us you are constantly with us always and so we rejoice in your presence we rejoice that you're here even if we can't feel your presence you said you'd be here that's good enough you are here and we expect to experience you in your nature in these situations, in these circumstances. Amen. Thanks, guys. And if anyone uh, tries these things out, please let me know.